Rough Trade is giving away a third of the first three months of the Rough Trade Club plus new music membership exclusively to 101 Part-Time Jobs listeners. Become a member of Rough Trade Club New Music and you'll receive the Rough Trade Album of the Month straight to your door every month on an exclusive vinyl pressing with bonus material. Club members have received exclusive pressings of albums from Sufjan Stevens, Sprints, The Last Dinner Party, English Teacher and Over Mono, just to name a few, this past year alone. Sign up using the promo code CLUB101POD and you'll get Rough Trade's Album of the Month, Camera Obscura's Look to the East, Look to the West for a third of the usual price. By signing up, you'll be getting Rough Trade's exclusive issue of the album on opaque purple in a gatefold sleeve plus a bonus CD containing five demos. Don't want the album of the month but still want all the benefits? Sign up to the standard tier using Club 101 Pod and you'll still get the first month free. You'll also get free shipping on all orders, 10% off at the bar and on secondhand vinyl in store and exclusive access to sold out Rough Trade events. So don't hang around. Head to roughtrade.com slash club and sign up with the code CLUB101POD. That's CLUB101POD and claim money Money off Rough Trade's album of the month today. This offer is for UK residents only. Do you play in bands? I did for the longest time. And I wish that I knew that DistroKid was a thing. I don't even think it existed back then. DistroKid makes music distribution fun and easy with unlimited uploads and artists keep 100% of your royalties and earnings. A million plus artists rely on DistroKid to get their music on Spotify, Apple, YouTube, TikTok, Tidal, Instagram, and all the major streaming services. When you get DistroKid, you can see a DistroKid bank and withdraw your earnings. You get notified when you've earned royalties and you can withdraw via the app. And you can even check your streaming stats on Spotify Spotify and Apple. Get 30% off your first year on DistroKid by going to distrokid.com slash VIP slash 101pod. 30% off for your first year. That's not bad. We know it's a tough world out there. Why don't you make it easier for yourself? And to get 30% off that free year as an artist where you get 100% of your royalties and earnings, go to distrokid.com slash VIP slash 101pod. All right, stay with me. I'll be right back after this. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, you're listening to 101 Part-Time Jobs with me, Giles Bidder. It's the podcast where I speak to the people behind the music about how they've been able to survive and stories from some of the side jobs they've worked along their way. 
On today's episode is a band that I've loved for a long, long, long time. The Front Bottoms, I'm really attached to their offbeat kindred spirit with each other. It's like magnetic fields raised on Spike Jones and folk punk. It's goofy, it's sincere, and it gets through to the heart. Anyone who's a fan of Front Bottoms knows exactly what I'm talking about. And their new record, You Are Who You Hang Out With, has that gooey, well-natured feeling about it. It's a great record. It came out last week. They're touring in the UK in December, uh, going to Sheffield, Newcastle, Glasgow, Manchester, Nottingham, Bristol, Birmingham, and finishing on the 17th of December, doing their own champagne jam, which is the Front Bottoms curated party. It's their annual celebration uh, where they get to pick the bands. Loads of great bands. It's always last year was Joyce Manor and Soul Glow, Titus Andronica's Prince Daddy and the Hyena. You get the picture. They put on a party and we get to go to it. And this year they're doing it in London, which is a flex. Cheers for listening, as always. If you like this episode, please feel free to rate it, give it five stars on Apple or Spotify, wherever you're listening to it, and leave a few words of kindness, if you may. So here they are, Brian and Matt from the Front Bottoms on 101 Part-Time Jobs. Cheers! You don't know me Not how you used to I feel like a lot of the art that we make comes from that feeling of like sort of insecurity and sort of, you know, that vibe of like not really ever knowing what's going on like around us. And so it's mm -hmm. definitely you just kind of balance both of those things of like being totally in control of the situation and also like understanding that that's not ever going to happen and you're never going to have uh, total control over things. And I think that as a, somebody that makes art, like if you can really lean into that feeling of like, you know, this is the most important thing in the entire world, but it doesn't matter, you know? And if you could like balance that sort of emotion, that's like the big, that's the big uh, artistic struggle. Yeah. That's the paradox, right? A thousand percent. Yep. Have you had times where you've gone over a line that, that feels like less comfortable with that and you've had to like, pull it back somehow totally i mean i think even just in with like this day and age with like social media and stuff and like me and matt neither of us like you know i got an email address like last year you know neither of us are very comfortable with you know <laughs> that whole like social media and putting it out and you know kind of revealing everything we sort of yeah we thought that like there was a lot of power in the mystery and stuff so Anytime that we do try to like cross over into like that sort of world, it's, it is like a, you know, it's a risk and it's a little bit uncomfortable, but you know, it's all good. It's funny. Cause for, from my perception, you two were so good about making interesting videos. There was almost like a, I mean, I'm not a massive film person, but someone like Spike Jones comes to mind or, you know, skate films where people are just coming at it from a, a different angle. I thought you two were always from the beginning were really good at that. I really do appreciate you saying that. We've always just tried to stay true to ourselves. And with all that stuff, it was just about like making interesting stuff that felt like it was rewarding for our own stuff. Like it's always like me and Matt and the camera or a friend and somebody was just like hanging around and we were making videos. And like it was really the intention was to make like a cool, funny video. And like mm. the 
intention was to like not so much put it up on the internet or show it was more for like showing our friends and stuff. So I think we just always yeah. tried to like maintain that energy. And I think it, it worked to our benefit, you know, cause it was, a, it, it's a genuine style, you know, it is kind of like what you see is what you get for sure. Yeah. I, I wonder if a lot of bands and artists, I can tell I've grown up a little bit because I refer to bands as artists now where there's, I appreciate that. <laughs> there's that element, you know, you're working with other people who are professionals, right. And you're, you're part of an industry yet the, with, with, with a band like the front bottoms, part of the reason, a big part of the reason why we love you, why fans love you is that there is a, an approachable element. So on like one side, you've got this approachable element of you having fun doing things with your friends while also keeping, you know, keeping in touch that side of professionalism. Thousand percent. Yeah. It, you know, and that kind of just goes back to the balance of it all. And like, I always want to be approachable, but I do understand that there is power in, in the mystery. I feel like I already said that, yeah. but we do yeah. kind of like lean into that energy of like, you got to allow the viewer of the art to interpret it themselves, mm -hmm. you know, and sometimes you got to, as the artist, you kind of have to get out of the way and allow mm -hmm. people to have the music for themselves. Cause it is for them, you know, in the end, once, once we make it and once we record it, I don't, I'm not like sitting around listening to the albums, you know what I'm saying? So it's, it's very much for an audience and we are making it for an audience, but you know, the balance of staying true to ourselves and making sure it's something that we feel good about and comfortable. And, you know, that's, that's the struggle, but that's the fun part for sure. And, you know, it's also, we try to remember not to take it so seriously. That's a big struggle mm -hmm. for me. Like, it's like, it is my whole life. It is my identity and stuff like that. But you know, like kind of like what I was saying before, but not really, you know, so you got to mm -hmm. kind of find that, found, find where you're comfortable in like the project. I feel like from a, like a personal growth point of view, I feel like we're that kind of age now that we can like, have a bit of perspective on our twenties and think about, okay, what, like, how have we, um, grown as individuals. And I know that sounds like a bit funny and like a serious thing to say, but I have quite a lot of fun actually thinking about that sort of stuff and particular things that have made me excited about living, the, the things that have made me excited to write or do this podcast or go traveling. And I, one of those things is like getting into sports again. I've got big into cricket, which is big, but not even really that big in England. Is, is there something that, that where have you got like a happy place for yourself? Yeah. You know, I'm still trying to find the happy place. You know, I'm a little bit of a floater, but I have, uh, you know, hobbies and stuff that I can rely on. I do like to write, you know, as it's not much of a break from the other art stuff, but I do like to kind of free write and I'm able to kind of like find a happy place in that. Um, we have, you know, hobbies too. I feel like Matt's a little bit better at the hobby thing. He's big woodworker and yeah, he's got a bunch of chickens that he rocks, instruction and stuff. So, um, yeah, for sure. I think in just reflecting on our 20s, I just, the feeling that I get, I feel so lucky because how everything kind of worked out, you know, because I, like I said, I am kind of a just floating along and just kind of taking it all in and stuff. So to be able to look back and be like, oh my gosh, like all this art that we were able to make and all these you know, people we were able to meet and places we were able to travel. It's just like, mm. it just feels so lucky. And that if I were to sort of credit anything other than like being on autopilot or just being like totally 
lucky with it all. I, it wouldn't really be fair. I just feel like everything kind of just happens the way it happened, like good stuff, bad stuff, you know, everything just kind of happens. And so to kind of, you're right. Like to look back now in my thirties and my twenties and be like, wow, like that's very awesome. (laughs) It's really interesting. You say that by being on autopilot or being in that position where yeah, cool. I'll come along with that trip. I'll come along with that ride. That that's where you found the most magic in life. I especially think back to school and I had lots of fights with my teachers, lots of arguments because I didn't want to fill out forms to go to uni because I wanted to go on tour with my band and do some journalism. It's pretty amazing when that becomes something special. And I I really want to inspire, you know, I I love talking to friends about that. You know, I always want to encourage friends and I want my friends to encourage me to do the same thing, especially now where everyone goes to university, everyone's got identical CVs and everyone can kind of travel the world if they work for six months. You know, it's pretty amazing to keep, to remember, to encourage ourselves and other people to make our own experiences. A hundred percent, you know, and it's, it's hard. It's definitely difficult. Like in the world we live in to you know, sort of feel like to be a senior in high school or whatever, and be like preparing to go to uni and have a feeling of like, well, why am I doing this? Or like, you know, or I really want to do this, like whatever, whatever the feelings are, it is, it's difficult to sort of feel confident in your feelings this day and age with so much stuff going on. But um, if, if you are lucky enough to sort of fall into that sort of, uh, you know, perspective um, and it does work out, you know, in the sense of you just, you're able to kind of like have something to do day to day. Uh, it's very lucky. And I definitely like, yeah, I, I encourage one of my main things is like when I was in school, I just never understood why, like, nobody was like, you should try to be an artist. Like you could make money as an artist. Like you could, it's going to be hard. You have to sacrifice. You probably won't make a lot of money, but you have just as much chance making money or being happy truly as like, if you're going to be a mechanic or you're going to try to be a dentist or a doctor or anything else, all these things, they, it's all the same perspective. Like you're just trying to accomplish something. So I just, once I was older and I saw, Oh, you can make art, you know, especially now with Instagram, you could put anything out on Instagram and somebody would probably buy it, you know? So that's, we don't, we don't like to do that stuff, but I think that we do, or at least my perspective is like, yeah, like art is a good job. You know, art is something that you could, you know, you could be successful at if you work at it the same way that you got to work at anything else, you know? So, and that's something that I always try to keep in my head and try to tell my, you know, my family or anyone else that I'm around with. It's just like, you know, if you encourage a positive, you know, perspective and you say to somebody like, oh, this art is good. Like, you should make more of this. It's, it's definitely a positive thing. The one thing about trying to make something good is time and putting that time in. Where do you think that you got that time to, to write and, you know, write lyrics and songs, Brian, but also practice as a, as a two piece and scheme, come up with ideas. Where do you think you found that time? Well, you know, I, with the partnership that me and Matt have, that's like a gift from God for me, because I basically, I worked at a grocery store for, a little while after I had graduated, but very quickly I realized, you know, this isn't for me. Like mentally, I'm not able to handle this. Mm-hmm. So I, I stopped working like way before I like Matt basically paid the rent for both of us. And he would work 
at like a landscaper. He was a very hard worker. He, even to this day, he wakes up at like five in the morning and does like tasks and stuff like that. So I got lucky because I had partnered up with somebody that was basically like, okay, you could write, come up with ideas. I'll come home. We'll practice, you know, we'll jam and we'll make it happen. But it was just like that, that was really it. That was why I, you know, Matt worked and paid the rent and he did like a lot of the managerial stuff. And I was kind of able to just be like, write songs and come up with like, you know, music video ideas. And then we would like work together on them. So that's really, I think you just make, you got to make the time. Like you got to just decide like, okay, this is more important for me. Like sitting here in this room and like writing this poem or like finishing this like story I have is the most important thing in the whole world. like, you know, even though it's like a little silly and kind of selfish and, you know, in terms of what you're doing in the world, it might not seem like it matters, but it is, it's, that's the most important thing in the whole world. And to have, you know, you got to just kind of set your mind to that because even if Matt wasn't there, you know, I would still, I still would have quit my job at the grocery store and I still would have just been like trying to live on people's couches and just write poems and stuff. So Mm-hmm. Again, it just worked out to like with the partner that I, that the partnership we made and stuff, everything felt very goes back to that like natural feeling of like, okay, I'll see you when you come home and you know, we'll jam or whatever. Matt, do you how does it you feel about that? It's kind of the same thing. Like yeah. you just commit to an idea and that's it. Like we would do we would go play basement shows and up in, you know, New England and then we would drive home at like two o'clock in the morning and Matt would go to work the next day and I would, you know, finish another song and then he'd come home and we'd jam. So it just was very extremely lucky. And when I talk to like other bands and talk to other people in the arts, it's like, I realize that's not, you know, another thing is everybody has their own way of doing it. Like, which Mm -hmm. is why this podcast that you're doing is very interesting and important because it's like, everybody has a different story as to how it happened, you know, or as to like how they were able to kind of make it happen. So it's cool. Thanks, man. It's that kind of uh, the sharing of stories. Cause you get inspired, you know, you, I've always just been totally fired up by reading about how, Spike Jones would make a movie or you know, stuff that I don't even know much about, like how a skateboarder would do this or how a, an artist would do that. It's, it, it doesn't have to be one for one when you read about or learn about how someone else goes about their stuff. You're like, oh, cool. You know, you, you take what you want from it. And a lot of times I feel like when we would talk to other bands or stuff, the things that they were doing or how they were, you know, trying to spread the word on their stuff, it just never made sense to me. Like it always just seemed like, it seems like you should do something different. Like you should go against the grain. That's the only way you're going to get noticed is if you kind of think like an individual. And if everybody is doing something, you should just do the opposite of that just for your creative outlet. Like that's how I personally feel. And another like random thing, like the internet is so crazy. Like I remember when me and Matt started uh, going on tour, it was all very DIY and we would, you know, just kind of show up and play the show and stuff like that. But I started to notice like there would be like a line of people like that were there to see us. And this is like at a, you know, a basement show or something like that. And this would be very, very early on where like the 10 people online would be the only 10 people at the show, but they'd be like lining up before the show. And I was just like, wow, this is so crazy. And 
I would talk to them and they would say, we thought that the show was going to be totally sold out, you know? <laughs> I would think like, okay, so there's like something happening. There's like, mm-hmm. there's a mystery going on that like, even I don't really understand. So it's just all kind of just got to go back to going with the flow, you know, just like, all right, like just going to embrace this and see what happens. It's interesting. I feel like it's a, uh it's a kind of a, it's a teenage habit that can sometimes follow you around a bit like a bad smell when you're writing a song and you're in a practice room and the, the structure of the song goes a particular way and you're pushing it that way because you think, well, that's what we should be doing. That's what other people do, you know, to, to bring it to a very basic example. It's like a verse, chorus, verse, middle eight chorus thing. And to push against that and be like, no, absolutely not. You know, I, I talk a lot about how one of my favorite bands is against me. And it, it, I think they, they struck with me so hard is because they just did the opposite. It was like the second verse was completely different to the first. Even just their whole attitude about everything. It was inspiring, like watching videos of them, like, you know, the drummers like sitting on a bucket. That was like, yeah. very inspiring where, oh, oh, okay. Like, all we need is a guitar and a bucket and we could do like a two piece little thing and make it happen. And, you know, just listening to, um, you know, reinventing Axl Rose or something like that. It's just like, wow, this is so different. And like getting the chills for it for sure. But, yeah. Yeah. Time. I agree. It's just kind of doing, yeah, doing what feels right for sure. And against me was definitely an inspiration, like for all of our stuff, a hundred percent that folk like them, a band like Defiance Ohio, those bands mm. that sort of just kind of seem to like, you know, we w- wanted to go on tour so badly. We wanted to like get out of where we were. So it, any band that was kind of had that aesthetic of like that DIY punk touring was like very inspiring for us, for sure. It just seemed like something that was told was impossible you know like by you know it's just oh this is possible and then when you really you're like oh i just have to do it you know it's like just a matter of just doing it and yeah with with new jersey and being a big fan of like the punk rock stuff that come from there like lifetime and you know through to gaslight anthem and the hardcore stuff as well it always you know from someone the other side of the pond and so far away it, it, it seems like a I, I perhaps like romanticize it because you're so close to New York, but being a little bit apart from it, you feel like it seems to me you like have a bit of a freedom to, to go a bit, to go a bit wild, to go a bit nuts and see what works. And, and actually that's, I think that's a really important thing in this conversation is that you have to see what works and it's not just one linear line to doing something good or great. It's like a, it's a, it's a trip, right? It's a journey. I mean, you tell me I'm putting words in your mouth there. No, absolutely. I mean, that, that couldn't, that's, Definitely true. And even our proximity to Philadelphia, the New England states, that made it very accessible to the first time we started touring. We fell in with a little crew that was up up in Connecticut, like New Haven, Connecticut. And there was, a, you know, just a really great scene. And we had that was through MySpace, I think, or we had just kind of like gone up there and found some people and played some shows. So like the proximity to everything. And you're absolutely right. I mean, like when we would go on tour, in florida for the first time or we'd be like sitting in a parking lot like in the van people would see the license plate and be like jersey you know jersey yeah you know so there's it comes with a territory of like um you know it's jersey it's i I love it i love the energy kind of lawless yeah a little little bit you know it and you that's again you gotta let people like make the story up in their head you know so that's a very important thing and 
with the front bottoms just being from Jersey, boom, right there. There's like all this sort of association that we didn't even need to say anything. We don't even need to, you know, mm. it's just kind of right there. You, you kind of get the built in um, show. almost. Yeah. Yeah. You are who you hang out with. Single sound amazing. I love what you say about how it's prioritizing fun. I read that in an interview. Oh, yes. I mean, just a little bit about my life since we last hung out. It's like I was working a job at a few different big organizations and I sort of left or got pushed out. And I had that day that I thought was like rock bottom. I called up my friends crying, being like, I don't fucking know what I'm going to do. And then like literally five hours later, I, I'd signed on to Universal Credit, which is like government support. And then the next six months I had were probably the best six months I ever had in my life. Oh, that's amazing. At that time, I, re I reminded myself that actually I do have agency in myself. I am controlling myself. And if I want to go for, if I want to walk to France, I probably can, you know, and to do all these fun things like growing up in the, in the, in the sub, in the sticks near London, we could come into town for gigs, but we'd also build skate ramps and build tree houses. And one time we spent 24 hours in our friend's bathroom just as a strength of test of character, you know, to see how strong we were. Um, I mean, I think that kind of, that kind of fun is something that I get from your songs. Is it, is it that kind of spirit that you're, that you're harnessing here? Absolutely. You know, that's where we're always trying to approach, find that like natural feeling and like, yeah, absolutely. That's, that's definitely what we were going for and always trying to keep it like, you know, if it feels good, that's how we do it, you know? Mm. And emotional is such a great song because it's one that people can relate to, especially now when people are talking about their feelings a lot more. A lot of a lot of dudes, we're talking about our feelings a lot more. It's a it's a pretty pretty cool place to be. Absolutely, I feel you know I feel very lucky because I've I've definitely been an emotional person in in my life. Like as you know, growing up, I I definitely cry. I definitely am somebody that. <laughs> you know, could start crying like in the middle of a conversation and stuff. So it feels nice to kind of just like, you know, I feel like I've put that emotion in a lot of songs, but, you know, just again, yeah. to kind of put it out there as a style, I, I, I feel very lucky that I get to do that for sure. Did you keep on writing? Are you, are you a pretty um, perpetual songwriter, Brian? Yeah, definitely. You know, I, it's kind of my hobby uh, really. And I definitely notice like if I stop, writing i'll take breaks like but if i if i stop for a prolonged time like you know i'll i'll get depressed i i always have to like kind of exercise the ideas so and the writing just kind of kind of continues on again another reason why i'm very lucky to kind of get to do what i get to do right now because it's it is an outlet for that um mm -hmm. sort of natural thing that i have to do anyway yeah i've got to ask when going gray came out you know we've met a couple of times we haven't like got too deep with each other. But when that record came out and obviously it's such a, a title that leads you to think that was, was that a, was that like, were you going through a bit of a harder time there? Were you going through some, I don't know, going gray to me kind of says something about a bit of fatigue, a bit of um, thinking, ah, oh, shit, I'm in this place that maybe I should reverse out of. For sure. I mean, and I feel never a hundred percent in that feeling. Like I'm never a hundred percent burned out or like fatigued where I'm like, I should maybe do something else. But just in terms of the project itself, by the time you get to the end of a project, it is a journey. So um, for sure that those are feelings that came, you know, I was 
we're all getting older. So that's always a feeling that's like in the music and stuff like that. But mm-hmm. I would say that particular title came from uh, like the project itself and sort of being in a certain place and being like, okay, I'm going to, you know, I, I like to have a story with the, with the albums and stuff like that. And I definitely want to be a catalog band, like where if you find a song you like of us, you could discover like 150 songs, you know, like I, I kind of like that idea of having a catalog and, and, uh, you know, a career and stuff like that. So for sure. I mean, the way that artists are releasing records now, they're releasing singles and EPs because that suits the algorithm. Uh, having albums is like defiantly anti that, but actually almost seems to go full circle because if the band can keep on surviving, then that's going to be beneficial for everyone. I agree. And like, you know, I think that if you are experimenting at a certain point of your career, that's like, that's a really important part of the story and of the journey that, Maybe people don't, the audience might not understand right now, but in a couple of years, they're going to realize how everything kind of goes together and certain names. And we love like putting Easter eggs and stuff because the world of the front bottoms is very much like the world of the front bottoms. And it's to live in that is like, it's cool. It's awesome. And that's kind of the bubble we like to, you know, let people experience. Definitely like to have, give people a break. Like when they come to shows and stuff, they can just forget about what's going on and be at the show with us and sort of like live in the world that they created for themselves when they were like listening to this music. And we can all kind of live there together. That's a cool relationship, isn't it? Uh, It's it's very lucky. I was trying to get into hypnotism, you know, and trying to like see if I could like become a hypnotist and see how that all goes. But I realized like, you know, in the band, we're kind of hypnotizing people like when we go on tour, we get to, I don't really know why I'm saying this, but like we get to kind of hypnotize people. It's just, it's a weird world to sort of live in for sure. And it's a, a lucky thing. Hey, I mentioned playing, I mean, watching cricket earlier. And when I watch cricket, I feel hypnotized. And when I listen to a record that I love, I'm hypnotized. Or if I'm running, running's a or basically hypnotism. I mean, first of all, because it's so fucking boring, you have to hypnotize yourself to enjoy it. Thousand percent. I've started like walking in the morning, like just getting into a routine and try to walk like two miles every morning. And there's like meditations where like you're like concentrating on your heels hitting the ground and have your foot rolls Mm. to the front of your toes and stuff like that. And just like being aware and in the moment it's like, you know, just a constant practice that you got to kind of do or that I have have to do. Have you had to protect that world? I feel like no matter what you're doing, no matter what we're doing, like we sometimes have to protect ourselves, usually from distraction is probably the biggest one, but have you had to protect yourselves and protect the front bottoms world over the years? Um, I think maybe in our heads, like in my head, you know, I've felt some sort of, uh, you know, I have to protect this or I have to like, I mean, control is a big thing. Like I'm realizing like having control, not having control is like a big thing for me and something I got to deal with, like in my emotions and stuff like that. But really just kind of go back to the feeling of like, you got to go with the flow, you know, what's going to happen is going to happen. Kind of that meditation thing. Like, you know, you have no control over like what other adults do. All you can do is kind of react. And I Mm -hmm. feel like the front bottoms has been like a very like 
nice way to react. Writing is a, it's like a condition. It's like you, you feel bad if you don't do it. Do you, do, do, you know, do you kind of feel like that will, that will be with you forever? That you'll always kind of have this feeling that you don't feel quite as good as you did if you didn't create? I hope so. I mean, I really do hope so. That feels kind of to me like the purpose of life, you know, and like that constant search for satisfaction, like artistically. So I do hope that never goes away. And as crazy as it can, you know, make me and my friends and family, <laughs> um, I do feel lucky that I do have that sort of inside of me. I think everybody has that too. They just kind of kind of tap into it. That sort of purpose, you know? Yeah, I feel like it kind of gets stamped out as us stamped out of us at like school and jobs. I think that everyone has a story, and I actually think the best thing that we can that like sometimes the the coolest and the most creative thing we can do is is tell our own stories. Absolutely. This is the smell of a warm three day old egg salad sandwich in a wimpy trash bag. Wimpy, wimpy, wimpy. Blech. And this is the smell of that same sandwich in a hefty, ultra-strong trash bag with new Fabuloso lemon scent. Hefty, hefty, hefty! <sighs> smell the difference? When life gives you stinky, get hefty, ultra-strong with new Fabuloso lemon scent. It smells like clean, freshly picked lemons. So no matter what's inside your trash, you can stop the stink and smell the lemon. What have you? Part-time jobs, 101, part-time jobs, 101, part-time jobs, 101, part-time jobs. Man, it's such a good feeling seeing you live. I've, the, my main memory is from Coco in London and is when the balloons came down and it was just, it's a party and it felt, you kind of look around and there's people of all ages. feels like a very approachable, like invitational environment. And then that is a genuine invitation and a genuine feeling that we try to put out there. And I think that's why people can kind of come and sort of, you know, have an escape for an hour and a half or however long we're yeah. playing. Cause it's like, yeah. you know, it is definitely a special thing. And like with the balloons or the wacky arm guys or like, you know, whatever sort of thing, the bubbles, we do kind of realize like we are there to entertain the people. It's not the, I feel like with a lot of bands or, maybe not so much anymore, but at a certain point it was like the audience was there to sort of like entertain the band. And that just never made sense to me. I just always took it very seriously. Like everybody that's in this room has to leave with a good feeling because I want them to come back next time. And also because it's like, that's the whole point, you know? Mm, I imagine if you feel like you haven't done that 100%, you what you, you wish that you, you had. <laughs> Yes, absolutely. And I mean, and it, I've gotten better at like let it shaking that feeling off, but you know, for me, I take that, I want everybody to have a good time. So sometimes I'll come off stage and if I had a joke on stage that like didn't hit or people didn't laugh at, I'd be like, this show sucked, you know, but it, <laughs> it didn't, you know, and I need Matt will tell Matt will be like, no, it didn't suck. People just didn't like laugh at that joke you told like in between the third and fourth song. And I'm like, no, you're right. Okay, that's fine. You know, <laughs> you kind of let I, it go. But I've got an embarrassing moment from that Coco show. I think I, 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 I like to think maybe you asked me, but I think I probably asked you, can I do the tambourine bit <laughs> and came on to do it. And then when it was done, you know, last, last a moment, especially in an environment like that, like goes like a flash. 
and I didn't really know what to do with the tambourine. And I looked at the crowd and I thought, nah, if I throw that, I'll probably clobber someone on the head. So I turn around and I throw it at Matt. <laughs> I'm like, that's also an awful thing to do, but it's done now. I'm like, fuck. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. That's it. You just got to go with the flow, you know? I remember <laughs> that. That was, you know, that's a very special thing. We should do that again at Champagne Jam this year. That'd be brilliant. Can you tell me anything more about Champagne Jam? This is the first time you're doing it in the UK. Yes, sir. Definitely. First time doing it in the UK. You know, just we haven't been back in so long. And, you know, that is such a special place for us. We because we would come over and do like the DIY touring over in the UK and it felt very much like Jersey. You know, it felt like we would be in a basement in New Jersey. So the 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 energy over there is amazing. And then obviously with the pandemic and stuff, we haven't been over in a long time. Matt, how long? Yeah, so 2018 was the last time we were over there. Right. So, um, and to do an all day, to to have like your own all day, almost kind of backyard barbecue feeling party in in London. I mean, that's that's pretty cool. That's that's baller. It's ve- it feels very baller, absolutely. And like even in the even in like when we was like, well, should we try to do it over in the UK? Like, is that possible? We've been thinking about it for a little while, and then it's like to actually have be able to say that and to be able to do that. And, you yeah. know, it's awesome. It's going to be very special. It's, it's special for us too. It's, it, it feels like a compliment. Oh, absolutely. Fuck yeah. Hey, thanks so much for being up for doing this. It's really cool to learn more about you really. And Absolutely. Thank you, man. Really appreciate it. I like to end these asking about some like work fail stories. <laughs> you know, I've always been someone to make mistakes up at work and you know i've i've made some fails do any do any, i'm putting you on the spot here really but do any do any come to mind i mean i just remember when i was uh, like as i'm sure i've made it clear i'm not like i'm a good worker but <laughs> not really you know and i was uh i was a waiter for like a few weeks and like big thing was like obviously you got to remember what's on the menu and stuff like that but i just could never remember what was on the menu so people would order stuff and I would just like go to the back and put in like whatever, uh, you know, whatever. And then I'd come out with it and they'd be like, this isn't what I ordered. And it was just like an everyday thing. I just, it was terrible. It was terrible, but <laughs> yeah. So that basically every work experience I've had has kind of ended with me having to sort of be like, Oh, I can't, I can't do this anymore. That, okay. So with the grocery store, another thing, like, so not very good, just kind of wandering through the day and stuff like that. But there's this guy that works in the dairy department and somebody's like, Oh, you're in a band. Like you should talk to Adam. He works in the back. So I'm like, all right. So I go and talk to Adam and Adam says, Oh, I got a friend that like has a recording studio that like is over like, you know, across town. Um, I heard you got some songs. I'm like, yeah, I do have some songs. So went and met up with him and you know, that's really how it happens. And we ended up recording a bunch of songs that, drew's house and then we went on tour with drew so i think even though maybe i wasn't like doing the task that i was supposed to be doing at work but i was always kind of like you know working and hustling and that's like an important thing too to remember is like you know just keep it fun and like always 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 communicate with people and just try to stay creative and keep an open mind for sure and that i learned that more so working at like the grocery store and working at like being a waiter and trying to like you know navigate all that stuff 
and then I could take that and apply it to the art for sure. So it's all important, you know? Big time. Even if you're doing something that you really don't like, you can always take away something from it. And in that moment, it's going to make it better in the moment. Exactly. A hundred percent. Well, hey, thank you so much for being up for this. Cheers, Brian. And thanks, Matt, for being in the background. And, you know, this is this is cool. It feels like we're hanging out. Absolutely, man. We'll be hanging out soon. Brilliant. Nice one. All right. So there was, well, mostly Brian, Matt there in the background, smiling and waving from behind Brian uh, here on 101 Part-Time Jobs. I'll be back for two more episodes this week. Uh, tomorrow is going to be with Margaret Glasby. She's great. I love her new track, Act Natural. And then after that, we'll be with Willie J. Healy. So tune in, subscribe. Thanks for being here. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.